This year, make mosquito control easier and cheaper. Come by Holden Hardware on the Square and get the Spartan Mosquito Eradicators. W263 AI Murfreesboro. W270 AF Murfreesboro. WGNS Murfreesboro. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we are focusing on lawns and gardens. Maybe you've been focusing on them too. We've had a little rain here and there. Not a lot, but just a little bit. And every bit helps. We're going to be talking this morning with Rachel Painter from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Hey Rachel, how are you today? Good, good morning. Good morning, great to have you with us today. As you look back over the past week or so, are there any questions that seem to be repeating themselves (laughs) with, with people who are in our community? Yes, of course. So as you know, people are starting to get their tomatoes in. So um, people are starting to see some issues popping up with their tomatoes, especially since we had a lot of rain and then it backed off. We didn't have much rain and we had very hot temperatures there for a few days um, with high humidity. So um, humidity, moisture um, just leads to some fungal problems, some issues with tomatoes and other garden crops, of course. Um, So we've started seeing some of those issues, and I just want to remind people that you are welcome to take some photos of those, try to get some photos of the leaves, or if you see any spots going on, anything that um, causes concern, take some good photos of that, and you are welcome to email those to us at the Agricultural Extension Office. And again, you can just search on the internet, rutherford.tennessee.edu for our website, and all of our emails are listed right there. So you can email those photos to us, and we'd be happy to look at those for you, try to help you figure out what's going on and how to control that. And as we look at the farmer's market, because tomorrow is the farmer's market, 7 in the morning till noon, uh, what, what are the big things right now at the farmer's market? Well, again, tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. A lot of people are um, starting to get in those, um, you know, large heirloom tomatoes that people love to slice up and eat on a BLT or something like that. Making me Um, hungry now. Exactly, (laughs) right? Um, And, of course, cucumbers. They've been in for a couple weeks now, but... um, You know, those that did not start them early, um, those are just now starting to really come in with a vengeance. So people have a lot of cucumbers on their hands, tomatoes. Of course, we've still got squash and zucchini, things of that sort. Um, There's also some beautiful cut flowers there for bouquets. So if you just want to get somebody a a smile at the end of their week, um, you can get some big, huge bouquets of flowers. They're pretty cheap. So um, that's a good place to stop by and grab some of those. Um, I believe there's also food trucks and popcorn, things so like that. So come hungry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, I always go hungry to the market and always buy more than I need. So I have plenty to, to share. One thing that's uh, really neat these days, and I think this can become a tradition, 
not only with the farmer's market, but just going over to the Lane Agri-Park, mm-hmm. the uh, pond is open for fishing every day yes. now. Yes, it is beautiful. We've had some great people stopping by, fishing. There's plenty of fish in there, and that's actually why it has been opened up to fishing is because there's plenty of fish to go around. So bring your fishing pole, relax. Um, I've seen a lot of people stopping by there um, as it starts to kind of get towards the dark, you know, because it's a little bit um, less hot, right? Because right now it's been too hot to sit out there in the middle of the day. So um, I would recommend that or early in the morning. Um, it is only open during daylight hours, so please don't come out there at night. But um, that's just for everyone's safety. But, yes, go on out there and fish during the market, explore the gardens, see everything out there. And it's a great time to just take your family out there, take the kids out there, get them out of the house. Um, there's also a playground out there. Um, so take the kids. It's really fun. That, that would really create some great memories. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing we haven't done in a while, and that's, you said, explore the gardens. Mm-hmm. We've touched on uh, looking at the plots of grass and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there may be one person who doesn't know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the plots of grass and then take us through the gardens. Yeah, so our ag agent, uh, Mitchell Moat, my colleague over there, he uh, maintains those grass plots. And he does that so that you can see different varieties or cultivars of grasses or turf here that uh, grow well here in middle tennessee so he does that so you can see what those look like and which ones you might prefer if you were trying to renovate your lawn um so now is a good time to go in and look at those i would recommend uh, looking at those at different times of the seasons so go early in the spring during the summer the fall the dead of winter so look at those at different times of the year before you decide on one Um, And those are right there at the very front in front of our office on the right. You can then go around the office and then uh, the next thing you'll come to is the perennial bed, the perennial garden. So our master gardeners maintain nine different demonstration gardens at our office. And those demonstration gardens are simply there to demonstrate what you could do at your own house. So they're not botanical gardens that are going to look perfect like cheekwood all the time because that's really not achievable. (laughs) But um, what we're trying to do is just show you what you could do at your own home, what grows well here, maybe inspire you. Um, And all of those plants are labeled so you can see what they are. Take a picture of it really quick is the best thing I would recommend. Take a picture of the label, take a picture of the plant, so that you can go and find that later if you would like to add it to your own garden. Um, So we, of course, got the perennial bed. We have a rain garden, which is actually um, being reworked or revitalized right now, so you can see that whole entire process if you want to keep stopping by and seeing what's going on there. Um, We then have pollinator bed to the left, pollinator island, um, just full of wallflowers. Then we have crepe myrtles to the right. So we have different varieties of crepe myrtles, um, different blooms, different heights, things like that for you to look at. We then just put in some blackberries a couple weeks ago. And um, so they'll hopefully be taken off next year. Right now they don't look like much. And then we've got some blueberries. Um, Those are just a year old now. So again, nothing much to look at yet, but you can look at the different uh, cultivars that we planted. Um, And then we've got a vegetable garden, composting, a butterfly garden, an herb garden. And then we've got some apple trees up there at the front. And then in the very back, we've got an orchard and a vineyard. So that's a lot to maintain. And the master gardeners do that um, voluntarily uh, through the extension office. Here's a text from a listener who says, I've been living in the area for a couple of years now. 
And I always hear people talking on the radio about all of the hummingbirds that they're seeing. What do I need to do to get them to come to my house? Is it something that I plant? Or what do I do to attract them? Yeah, so it might be a little bit late this year to try to start attracting them, but it's never too late, I guess, to start. So um, I would recommend planting certain flowers to attract them. You can look those up. There's um, lists online. You know, really um, anything with kind of more of a bell shape works well that they can stick their tiny beak into. Um, so they really enjoy those bell or trumpet-shaped flowers. Um, so you can look those up. And again, there's plenty of lists online, and you can look through those in the different colors and um, just see what you like, basically. Um, they do have a preference, but it's a pretty wide preference. So um, I would just look at what you like and what you want to add to your yard. I would also recommend um, next spring, early spring, putting out um, feeders. So your hummingbird feeder um, you want to place them far enough apart. You don't really want to bunch a bunch of those together. Um, but you want to place them far enough apart where um, they can see them, they can perch on them, and they can have something nearby to perch on, um, and a little bit of coverage. So underneath your porch or something like that is a great place. Um, try to have some flowers nearby that attracts them. And just remember, a lot of people forget, especially this time of the year, I know I do, um, is just to change out that water. So um, you can mix up sugar water to put in there, but the main thing is to change that out about every three days. So that's a lot, especially in the heat of the summer. Um, so just remember to do that so that it's fresh for them. And generally, they will choose a place that they enjoy in the spring or early summer and stay there all year So um, until they migrate away. So, um, you know, again, that's why I say it might be a little bit late to try to start attracting them this year. But you may want to start planning and planting um, so that you can attract them next year. So, again, um, you know, it's kind of like they choose a place to live for the summer, like those people that migrate down to Florida and come back. Um, so that's what uh, hummingbirds do. And, again, you can look up list of flowers that might attract them. All righty. So uh, if, if you notice they're not drinking the water that you put out, uh, yes. did you do something <laughs> wrong there? Oh, well, probably you didn't change it out enough. Oh, okay. um, So <laughs> if you notice that, you know, they were coming to your feeder and they're not anymore, um, you may just need to clean out that feeder. So make sure you empty it out, not just adding more water actually empty it out clean it out you know wash it let it dry or dry it off and then refill it so a lot of people just trying to add more to it but you actually need to clean those okay if some of you are really doing well with your hummingbirds give us a call tell us what you enjoy most about them and uh, tell us about the varieties are you seeing a variety of hummingbirds uh, do we get it? We don't get much of a variety here. <laughs> we mostly get the ruby-throated uh, hummingbirds here in Tennessee. Um, that's about it. But um, some of them can have a really vibrant uh, ruby throat. Some of them may be a little bit more muted. Um, so sometimes people are like, that's the same one every year, I promise. They can do that, but sometimes it's a different one. They just look the same. Now, do all birds come back pretty much to the same place? I know we have some little wrens. At no. our house, and they come back to the same nest each mm -hmm. year. Uh, no, these are, um, you know, completely migratory. So not all birds migrate like that. 
um, especially not as far as these do. Um, there's pretty neat uh, documentaries and things on Nat Geo. If you have that, look it up about the hummingbirds um, and watch that. I mean, hour-long documentaries. So there's some fun and neat information out there. It's amazing how they can go mm-hmm. put thousands of miles and yes. do it on a regular basis. Yes. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. You can talk or text on that, 615-893-1450. And here's a text from a listener who says, I just moved to Murfreesboro, but uh, I have always wanted to have a garden. I don't have a big backyard. It's pretty small. Uh, what should I do? Should I try a container garden, or is it uh, too late to go with a full-fledged small garden in the yard? Um, I would probably go ahead and recommend a container garden or a raised bed, simply because um, if you have that small of a yard, you probably live in a little neighborhood where they have you know, stripped the topsoil off when they were building all those houses or apartments. So um, more than likely, your soil is probably not that great. (laughs) So uh, we're going to go ahead and start there. So I would start with a container. Um, You can, you know, start with a large container. Um, You know, a container doesn't mean that it's just a small pot. So you could have a very large container. You could have um, even like a feeding trough or something like that, depending on your style or your taste. Um, or you could build just a simple raised bed. So whatever you like there. Um, but it is getting towards the end of the summer. So you're going to have to look up and think about what you might want to be planting right now. So you can look up the Tennessee Home Vegetable Garden Calendar. Um, the 2020 Home Vegetable Garden Calendar. And um, that has a list of crops that you can plant that year. As well as dates that you want to remember. So uh, make sure that you are... Um, looking that up, looking up your planting dates, because you don't want to start, um, say, tomatoes right now, because they wouldn't mature in time for you to pick them and harvest them um, fully. So, again, I would look that up before you do that. Um, and it might even be that you need to just start building your container or your raised bed and then plant fall crops. So there's not a problem with that either. Um, you could plant lettuces and spinach, um, broccoli even, things like that, all of our cool season crops. So I would recommend that, starting off with your cool season crops. That gives you time to plan and learn first um, and look up that vegetable garden calendar and get your container ready to go. Let me ask you this. You brought up about topsoil. How do you know if you have good topsoil, bad topsoil, Mm -hmm. or not enough topsoil? Well, in most of these neighborhoods... um, you know, again, that has been stripped off just simply because they are removing it. They might pile it up and put it back, but generally it's sold. Um, so for topsoil, I mean, it should be a little bit darker. You should be able to dig in it. <laughs> um, it shouldn't immediately hit rock. So, um, you know, I would just say generally a lot of a lot of Murfreesboro has lost that topsoil they might have put it back or you you can work towards building that back up how do you do that um you can um just simply add in topsoil if you already have grass there some people will just spread it out as thin as possible um so again that's part of kind of renovating a lawn sometimes um so you can do that, but it takes some time um, if you already have grass there. It's easier if you can start that process without anything there, <laughs> obviously. Um, but, 
Yeah, I would just say most of, if you live in a neighborhood, then you probably don't have any. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Rachel Painter. Thank you, Bart. I have a question about my tomatoes that are beginning to come in now. Mm-hmm. On the on the lower part of the of the plant, I've got several tomatoes, and they are being eaten by what appears to be very small ants, and they are literally swarming all over those lower tomatoes. And I also have a couple of tomatoes that are beginning to come in that have holes in them that are uh, uh, up on. Uh, up into the middle of the plant. What uh, what can I do about these? Do you know what aphids are? Is that what you're seeing? Those ants, or the uh, actual ants? I, I have heard of aphids, uh, and and that may be what it is. Okay. Um, So I would say that those tiny ants are probably aphids. They can be green or pink or translucent. um, And they have sap-sucking mouth parts so they can enter their straw-like mouth part into um, leaf tissue or plant tissue or even the fruit itself and suck out those um, waters or sugars. Um, So you're probably seeing those. A lot of people have those on their tomatoes, especially now. Um, So um, if that's what it is, then... um, you can control those. Um, as far as holes in the tomatoes themselves, were there holes in the tomatoes or in the leaves? In, in the tomato itself. It actually looks like you've drilled a hole in it. Okay. Um, well, then I would go ahead and pick those off because you're not going to want to eat them probably um, if it is an actual insect. So uh, go ahead and pick those off because they're pulling nutrients and energy from that plant. So if you're not going to eat that one, go ahead and get rid of it. Um, If you haven't sprayed any kind of insecticide, then I would probably go ahead and start that. Um, You can just get a simple uh, garden insecticide. Um, There's plenty out there. Um, The Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew is pretty easy to find. It's got the purple cap by Bonide. Um, but there's plenty of others out there, so, you know, that's not the only recommendation. But um, I would go ahead and apply that just to to try to get rid of some of this insect pest issues going on. Um, is that like a powder? No, that is a liquid, and you would mix it with water in a sprayer according to the label directions and apply that by spraying it on. Okay, do I spray it over the entire plant or just on the, the tomatoes that are affected? on the entire plant so you want to get as much coverage as possible the tops of the leaves the bottom the stem everything um associated with the plant again if you have fruit on your plant that you're not going to eat anyways you know it's already kind of looking bad and you're like oh i'm not going to eat that go ahead and pick it off because you don't want the nutrients or the energy from that plant to be putting into that tomato that you're not going to eat anyways okay so just a general pesticide should take care of this Yes, an insecticide, um, and again, you can find those for vegetable gardens specifically pretty easily. Um, so again, the Bonod Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew, um, you could even use seven if you would like to. That does come in a dust or in a liquid. Seven? I, I've heard of seven before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's plenty of different options out there, um, and again, you can find those pretty much anywhere, Lowe's, Home Depot, Co-op, TSC. All right, and but but the seven—that's a powder. That that's probably what I've heard of before. 
Yeah, I would probably go with um, a liquid because those aphids are going to be hiding underneath the leaves. So and you'll get better coverage with yes. the liquid. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate your help. You're welcome. Good luck on that. Mm-hmm. Hey, our phone number is 615-893-1450. And it's time to check on the traffic and weather, see how that's going. And we'll be back and take more of your phone calls and text messages. All at 615-893-1450. We're talking lawns and gardens this morning. 615-893-1450. happened to glance up and the clear sky was gone coast to coast all night every night all i could see was something round and black on wgns am fm online this is peter demas and i invite your family to come and join our family back at demas's restaurants one of the things that we have always done is we've been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables we have mandatory hand washing stations our employees are required to wear masks we are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again demas's restaurants on broad street in murfreesboro if I could talk to the animals. Here at Animal City, we have a variety of products to suit almost any pet, including premium foods, toys, and habitat accessories. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Here at Animal City, we are happy to be here to help you take care of your pets. We are well stocked with a variety of enrichment items for your pet, including toys and treats to keep them entertained. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Traffic still holding up right now on I-24 as you head up through the Hickory Hollow area towards Nashville. Just busy out here where you would expect this time of the morning sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Inbound on Last Cassius Pike has even picked up with traffic volume in the last 10-15 minutes. Hey, check out the premier luxury vacation cabins near Gatlinburg at Cosby Creek Cabins. Log on today. You'll be glad you did. CosbyCreekCabins.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather? Brought to you by First National Bank. Bank of Murfreesboro. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with a blend of clouds and sunshine developing a high into the mid-90s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 77. COVID-19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. Scams steal your money. I'm Shelly Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. Don't give your personal information to people you don't know, even if they say they're the police, IRS, or anyone. For financial guidance, get with First National Bank of Murfreesboro, 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Member FDIC. He's Rutherford County's consumer warrior. This is the real deal. Clark Howard, weekdays 11 to 1 on WGNS AM FM Online. We are back again. Our number is 615-893-1450. That's it, 615-893-1450. Congratulations to our good neighbor of the day, the staff at Caliber. Caliber, they are the good neighbors today. 
They're always helping others. Caliber. They receive flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family over there at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. And our birthday winner is Cameron Jones with the Murfreesboro Street Department. Cameron Jones, happy birthday to you. Getting uh, the choice of goodies from Simply Pure Sweets Bakery and Cafe. Welcome back. Rachel Painter is with us this morning from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Don't forget, tomorrow is the Farmer's Market, 7 in the morning until noon, the Farmer's Market. We have a text here, and they're commenting on that last phone call we have. They're saying birds are possibly uh, what are making the holes in the tomatoes. Birds. Uh, you think that could be? Yes, it could be. Um, birds sometimes will eat a lot of our vegetable garden crops before we do, <laughs> um, especially uh, smaller berries. So a lot of the time um, birds will go after grapes or blueberries, blackberries, all those kinds of things before we get to them. So that is definitely a good possibility. Um, the aphids are definitely what, um, you know, makes me think it could be some other insect issues because he probably does need to control those if he hasn't sprayed anything at all yet this year. Um, but definitely birds are a great possibility. Um, also, I just want to remind everyone again that you can take some photos and email those to us. That is probably the best way to figure out what's going on is if we can actually see it um, with a photo. So again, take some photos of your tomatoes or your other garden crops you have questions with or your ornamental plants as well and email those to us. So again, you can email those to me, myself, Rachel Painter, um, and my email is on our website, as well as Mitchell Motes. He is another ag agent, and Anthony Tuggle. So either one of us um, would be happy to answer your questions. And again, photos are the best thing that you can send us. Now, these aphids uh, you had mentioned, they're pretty small, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah, very small. Now, this man was mentioning ants and bugs and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Would you be able to see aphids, or are they just like Uh, a little speck? No, you can definitely see aphids. They're not that small. Um, And typically, there's a lot of them there. So (laughs) you will see a mass, and that's typically how people see them. Um, sometimes people call them plant lice because they're just everywhere. So, again, you miss them because they are small and they live. Uh, they typically like to hide up under the leaves. So unless you're looking underneath the leaves, you might miss them until the population is so large that there's a lot of them there. Um, but he could also have ants. So a lot of people are seeing ants, actual ants on their plants, on their vegetable garden crops. And um, they are pollinators, so leave those alone. So if they are actual ants, then, um, you know, they can actually pollinate. So don't pick those off. Leave them be. They're fine. They're not doing anything wrong. Um, A lot of the time, they will actually just be um, trying to get um, that sugar. So, again, you know, that's what they like. They like actual aphid poop, actually, too, because that's sugar as well, honeydew. So... Um, that's what they call that. It's a nice word for poop, <laughs> yes. Um, but, yes, that's what they're after is just the sugar. So leave them alone. They're not actually doing anything wrong. Sometimes they will actually help pollinate your plants for you. Interesting. I had mm-hmm. never heard that uh, ants were pollinators. Yes, yeah. There's a lot of pollinators out there people don't think about. You know, you think about honeybees or things like that. But there's tons of pollinators out there, birds even, ants, bats even. So lots of different um 
animals out there that pollinate besides honeybees. Although I do like honey. Oh, I love honey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the beekeepers, are they, are they meeting again yet? I don't believe so. Um, but uh, they are still available, I believe, the Beekeeper Association. Um, you know, if you had a swarm some this time of the year, a lot of people are finding those. So if you had a bee swarm, uh, um, you know, they will come and remove that for you. So... Um, call them they'd be happy to help you with that instead of killing them so please don't kill them call a beekeeper and um, they'll they'll come out and actually do that now if you have a swarm that's just a huge amount of bees that have Mm -hmm. congregated at one location yes typically they have maybe left their hive or something like that and they've found this other place to live and then um, you know you might notice them there and i would go ahead and get that removed they can um make their new home inside your home um in the walls of your house things like that so Hmm. um, that can be very dangerous so you want to make sure that you are removing them before they get so large that it's a bigger issue so they get bigger as time goes more people join them more bees join them well they just repopulate so oh yes wow (laughs) (laughs) so if you have a swarm are these usually somebody else's bees that have gotten out of the hive or are there natural swarms uh not necessarily um honeybees are not native here to the united states um but you know they've been here for so long that yes there are some that are just out there in nature and they will come and do that sometimes it is from a a beekeeper's hive so again though uh you know if you don't have any experience with that don't try to kill them by spraying them with any kind of wasp or hornet killer. Um, don't try to remove them yourself. Um, just call the Beekeepers Association. Their information is online. And, um, you know, there's typically a Beekeepers Association in almost every county. If not, then typically, you know, a nearby county has one. We do have one here in Rutherford County. So, again, call them and let them come out and handle that for you. Now, do you take local honey yourself to get rid of uh Hay fever and pollen. Yes. Whatever. Well, I I eat it. I think it does help. Um, but you know what? It's good if it doesn't. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a good reason. To, yeah, exactly. To try it anyway. Yes. There's plenty of honey also at the farmers market. So go get some. And it is local. It so. is. Yes. And local is what within fifty or so miles. Typically, local means within two hundred and fifty miles, oh, um, or within yeah. the state. So, um, 250 miles or within the state of Tennessee. So, mm-hmm. either one of those things. Let me ask you, any of you out there who have had success mm-hmm. with uh, honey as far as getting rid of allergies and hay fever and sneezing and stuff like that, give mm-hmm. us a shout. Yes. Uh, how long has it taken before it kicked in? <laughs> 615-893-1450. Uh, let us know your honey story 615-893-1450 they do have local honey at the farmer's market that's every tuesday and friday morning from seven until noon at the lane agri-park i think they also have local honey at the uh, marketplace the saturday marketplace on the murfreesboro square Mm -hmm. all around the courthouse yes that's eight until noon saturday there's some other farmer's markets. There's one in Laverne. Mm-hmm. I don't recall. It's an afternoon or an evening one, I think. I don't know. Yes, remember. I believe there's one in Smyrna. Um, there's smaller ones around. I would say the one on the square here in Murfreesboro on Saturdays and the one at Lane Agri Park are probably the largest. Um, but there's some other great ones around as well. They become sort of a, a meeting place for mm-hmm. friends almost. <laughs> 
Now, one of the things I always enjoy going to the farmer's market here in town, even with social distancing, and you've mm-hmm. really made that easy mm-hmm. by opening both sides of the building there, uh, is to see people and talk with them regularly. The man who called about the tomatoes, you can be, they'll, the, the farmers will be happy to talk with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, they grow a whole lot of tomatoes and they have some interesting <laughs> some experience. They, they have some experience. <laughs> yes. So uh, they are there to help you. But uh, you have people who sell meats, mm-hmm. uh, goats, and things of that sort. Uh, and that's fascinating, I think. I think it's very neat. Like you said, um, we are a producer-only market, so that means that they had to have produced it themselves or on their farm. So, again, they know everything about that crop because they were there throughout that throughout that entire process. Um, and, again, that could be local meats or honey or flowers. So um, definitely talk to them. Talk to them about how they grew it. Um, talk to them about how, if it was meat, you know, how is it processed and learn more. So I think that's a big thing as the farmer's market is an opportunity for educating yourself about how that crop or that meat came to you. So um, use that as an opportunity to learn from them. You can also um, right now look up um, different agricultural ambassadors, our youth. They are sharing their agricultural story. Um, so you can look those up. I know Haley Ferguson, one of our 4-H'ers, just shared hers um, on a beef cattle farm. So you can look that up and read all about her experience growing up on that farm. So I think that's really neat to just learn um, how that food got to your table right so just talk to that farmer about that crop or that meat um, or even those flowers you know how did they grow it what is it you know so a lot of people are unsure about agriculture um you know and how that actually goes about and how Mm -hmm. that comes about to their table so use that as an opportunity to learn take your kids there let them learn from those farmers Um, it's just a great opportunity now does 4-h continue throughout the summer months it does. There's different 4-H um, activities and things like that right now. I believe they are still completely online um, for the kids' safety. So, um, But they do have different programs going on. You can also look up other counties because their programs are online right now, too. So I know um, Wilson County recently did an online art program for 4-Hers. So you can look up different counties and get involved. Um, There's also, um, right now we just released a new school gardening publication. So I know school teachers have a lot of their minds um, and gardening is probably not it. But um, if they want to utilize the garden as a learning space to get the children outside out of the classroom, um, then I think that would probably be a great idea this year. So um, again, we have that available. It's online already. It's um, a gardening guide for Tennessee's teachers, and we also have some printed out. So if a teacher wants one of those, um, just contact us, and we'd be happy to get one to them. Here's a text from a listener who says they recently moved to the area, and they have no clue what is good or bad as far as putting plants in the yard uh, if they bought their plants at the farmer's market. Uh, is that a, a pretty safe place to get plants that will grow here? <laughs> yes, it is. Um because that farmer is growing it here. <laughs> you okay. know that. So um, they didn't get it in from somewhere else, you know. So um, definitely that's a great idea. And, again, talk to them. Talk to them about how to put this in the ground, how to take care of this plant, things like that. Again, they'd be happy to talk to you and share their knowledge with you. Um, we also have 
thousands and thousands of publications online. So again, just take some time to read and learn before you get started. And um, again, you can just search Extension Publications UT and it should pop right up. And um, you can type in that search bar on our publications page, whatever you want. So if you wanted to type in garden, then any publications that have to deal with gardening would come up. If you want to type in vegetables, anything about vegetables would come up gardening related or um, nutrition related so anything with extension um, if we've written it then it's on that page so I would definitely go and research there read a little bit um, and if they just moved here and they're not sure about putting in the ground I don't know if they're talking about vegetables or ornamentals but um, either way uh, they can go and read on our um, website again but also they can go and watch videos so we have videos on our youtube page and on our facebook page that we have recorded educational classes and um, i would go ahead and go watch a few of those in your spare time now earlier in the show you had mentioned about the uh, topsoil mm-hmm. and some of it probably is not good most of it's probably not good in a subdivision cause exactly yeah. they've flattened everything and mm-hmm. cleaned it off uh, if you don't know whether you have topsoil or good soil, mm-hmm. if you do a soil test, will the yes. soil test tell you, hey, you don't have any topsoil? Or will it just say you're low in um, such nutrients? Yeah, it will not tell you if you don't have any topsoil. It will just tell you um, the pH and the nutrient levels that are present. And then you will actually tell them what you are trying or attempting to grow on that area, on that soil. So you would tell them, for instance, that you were trying to grow... A cool season grass or you would tell them that you were trying to grow uh, acid loving shrubs or just ornamental shrubs or you would try to tell them that you are growing a vegetable garden and um, on that soil test they will tell you again the pH and the nutrient levels that are present already and then they will tell you recommendations on what you should apply to get that soil to a point that you can grow whatever it is you said that you were wanting to grow. So um, they would tell you, again, for grasses, they might tell you on a high-maintenance level, a medium-maintenance, or a low-maintenance. So I would probably be a low-maintenance grass level, and it would tell me that I needed to apply a pound or two pounds or whatever it might be of a particular kind of fertilizer. So, you know, 10, 10, 10, or whatever it is that they want to tell me to apply, and when. So that's a lot of information that you can gain um, and not have to guess. So it gives you a little bit of concrete answers, which if you like, um, you know, data or knowing things, then that's good. Um, I love actually knowing that this is exactly what I need to apply and when. So it takes the guesswork completely out. One thing we haven't talked about uh, when we're putting out plants and shrubs and things of that sort is whether or not that plant likes a lot of sunshine, does it like any Mm -hmm. sunshine or what. If you put the wrong one in the wrong place, it's not going to do well. No, it's not. And it is best, again, you know, if you love a particular plant like a hosta, but you don't have any shade, then it's not going to look its best. So you would be better off just, um, you know, if you really love that plant, put it in a pot and put it somewhere where it can be moved or um, provide some shade for that plant. But again, you need to find some plants that are going to thrive in the space that you have. So look at what you have available. I know a lot of master gardeners, um, if they moved here from another state, then they would actually spend a year in that house 
learning about how much sunlight each area of their yard gets before they started changing it. So I think that's a great idea because you get to see how much sunlight that particular area might get in the spring, in the summer, in the heat of the summer, and in the fall. So um, you really need to know that there's different levels of sunlight. So there's complete shade, um, partial shade, complete sun, full sun, um, or partial sun. So you can look at those areas, figure out what you have first, figure out if it's a wet or a dry site, if it's on a slope, um, if water collects there, things like that before you start planting. And if you're thinking my contractor probably knew what they were doing <laughs> and so they would put things in the right place, don't think that. They probably think we have shrubs, let's put them in the front of the house, we have <laughs> trees, let's put them in the yard, uh, and, and they're not thinking about sunlight. Uh, well, they're trying to make it look pretty for you to purchase it. Um, so, um, you know, some contractors do. They do come to our classes and they do learn. Um, so I commend them for that. But, um, you know, look at what you have when you get there. Look at what you're starting with. Make sure they're in the right place for the amount of sunlight that that area gets. And that could have changed, actually. There could have been a large tree there in the past when that plant was there and now that large tree has died and been taken down and now that area that was full shade is now full sun so that can change throughout time um, or you could have an area that that tree in the yard was tiny when they planted it and now it's huge and it's providing shade all over the entire yard so again the sunlight can change throughout time so be sure that you're keeping up with that where you're looking at your plants that you have that you started with you're looking at space before you plant something new there um, just be aware of how much sunlight is available how much water is available um, and that will really help you manage your plants our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. We're going to pause for just a moment, check on the traffic and weather, and we'll be right back. So, if you have a question, Rachel Peters with us for another oh seven or eight minutes. So, hurry up and give us a call. Don't let the show end. Six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. We'll be right back. Action Line with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings at 810. WGNS, your good neighbor station. County's place to talk. Hi, this is Tina Fox, the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. If you're having any gardening needs or needing anything to help those plants grow, something for your furry friends, have a wonderful clothing line, and a great gift department for whatever kind of gift you should need. We have our Duke Cannon line for the men's grooming products. We also have our Farmhouse Fresh for our ladies. This is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op Farm and Home Center at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at GetSTHealthCare.com. 
this is Taylor with Bell Jewelers. At Bell Jewelers, not only do we have beautiful, already set pieces in our cases, but we also have a custom goldsmith here on staff. So if you have or have come across older pieces of jewelry in your family member's jewelry box, come see me, Taylor, at Bell Jewelers. I can help redesign your sentimental pieces into something that you'll love wearing. Bell Jewelers. 821 Northwest Broad Street. Bell Jewelers. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with a blend of clouds and sunshine developing a high into the mid-90s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 77. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. On air. Hi, this is Gator and on the phone. You can listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. Welcome back. Our number is 615-893-1450. That's it, 615-893-1450. Rachel Peters with us this morning from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. want to say congratulations to Cameron Jones. Cameron is the one who won the uh, birthday goodies this morning from Simply Pure Sweets Bakery and Cafe. And our good neighbor of the day, the staff at Caliber Car Wash. Uh, no, no, not Car Wash. I'm not sure what Caliber is. But anyway, they're the good neighbors. Uh, I, they're not a car wash because it says, thank you for being helpful to patients. They give a ride to for the doctor's visits. Okay, I guess it's a transportation service. Okay. The staff at Caliber, they get flowers from Ryan's Flowers, Coffee, and Gifts. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Rachel Painter's with us this morning from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Uh, that new service that you're offering, the uh, ability to connect with you via Facebook or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, other technology, uh, that's enabling you to really cover a whole lot more territory. Yes. So, um, you know, we've always been able to help people by email or phone call, but we're really seeing an increase in those, of course, um, because people are not able to come into the office right now. Our office is still closed to the public, but we are still all working, working very hard, actually. So, um, again, email us those photos. We'll get to you as soon as we possibly can. And um, again, photos are the best way for us to tell what's going on quickly. So, um, take some photos, email us to us, and we would be happy to look at them. Uh, send a little description. You know, when did this start happening? What are you seeing? Describe it to us. And that will really help us um, help you figure out what's going on and how to manage that. Now, do these problems change throughout the years? I mean, uh, throughout the time of the year, is it seasonal? Yes, uh, completely seasonal. So early in the spring, of course, people have questions about um, their 
their plants coming out of dormancy. You know, maybe they didn't leaf out. Maybe they're dropping their leaves prematurely. Now, um, in the middle of the summer, of course, we're getting a lot of vegetable garden questions as the insects and fungal pathogens start to kind of take over if you haven't been managing those. Um, So, of course, a lot of vegetable garden questions now and a lot of questions about um, pruning or planting or anything like that. It's very hot outside. So, um, you know, a lot of people are trying to spend minimal time outdoors. They want to figure out what to do before they go out there and waste their time outside in the heat. And that's a great idea. So, um, yes, those do change throughout the season. Um, Again, email us, contact us. We are still here to help you. We are just uh, working from home. So, again, you can still reach us, though. So our phone number is 615-898-7710. And, again, please call us. You'll have to leave a voicemail, but we will get back to you as soon as possible, typically within the same day, and um, call you and discuss whatever issues you're having with your lawn or garden. Um, and then we can also, again, um, be contacted through email. All right, we have one final text question. This person says, I want to get the garden going, and I want to see what should I be planting right now? So you can be getting in a second uh, summer crop if you do it very quickly. Um, So just look at the days to harvest, and then also look at your harvest window. So that might be two weeks, it might be a month, and you'll count back from our frost date to see if you can still plant that crop. So, um, I would probably start with transplants at this point, um, just to go ahead and get a jump start on those. Um, There's very, you know, few things that you could probably still be planting from seed in the next couple weeks. Um, But, I would definitely start with some transplants if possible. And, um, again, look at the time to harvest. You can look that up very simply online. The time to harvest or days to harvest and then your harvest window. So that will tell you if you count back from, I would use about October 15th, 17th for a safe frost date for the fall. And then you'll know if you can actually plant that and harvest it. Rachel Painter, our guest this morning from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. Thank you for joining us, Rachel. Thank you. Stay with us. Truman's next, right here on WGNS Murfreesboro. The voice of Rutherford County, the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Time on the courthouse clock is 9 o'clock. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Murfreesboro City Schools will have kids in classrooms beginning in August. The board 